Hello, everybody. It is the second week in Lent, and we are looking at the scripture readings from the church calendar year of 2022 through 2023. Um, It's like a whole year series, and I'm using the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod's um, calendar only because I go to a Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod Church. And that's lots of questions arise from that. But at the end of the day, we celebrate a risen Lord Jesus Christ. And I love our mission statement, which is to grow and share and point others to the love of Jesus Christ. I shorten that, but you get the point. So this week... Um, The first reading usually comes from the Old Testament, and I think it's always cool to go back to the Old Testament because you will always see that it points to Christ, that Christ was there because it is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And it's from Genesis 32, um, verses 22 through 32. And I'll just say, or I should say, that I'll start with a question. And that is, have you ever wrestled with God? So there's a pretty good backstory with this wrestling with God. And it is Jacob who wrestles with God in Genesis chapter 3, verses 22 to 32. And the backstory is long, but I got to tell you, I would totally recommend reading the book of Genesis because it is one awesome Sunday school story after another. And it is written in a way that I think is pretty easy to read and gives you this foundation of really ultimately God's earthly family, the the nation that God would choose to bring Christ into as a human. <clears throat> and so, you know, Abraham, Father Abraham had many sons, many sons had Father Abraham. I've now become the singing podcaster. Not really. I just like you to know, I know those Sunday school songs and youth group kind of kumbaya kind of songs. Anyways, so Abraham, God promises, is going to be the father of many nations, right? And he's he starts off with one kid, Isaac. Isaac marries Rebecca. Rebecca has twins, Jacob and Esau. And Esau is the older son who would get like the birthright and the inheritance and the whole nine yards. But God has said that Jacob would rule over Esau. And so Rebecca knows this. And so when it's time for Isaac to die, she's going to intervene. And we should never intervene with God's plans. You know what I'm saying? And so long story short, she puts Jacob up to tricking Isaac into giving him the blessing. 
And Esau has already give it, given away his birthright because Jacob was making delicious food. And Esau's like, I'm hungry. Give me your food. And Jacob's like, give me your birthright. And he's like, yeah, all right. Give me that food. I'll do it. And it's just stupid. But long story short, after that happens, Esau's going to kill Jacob. And so Jacob runs away. Jacob gets married and has a slew of kids. That's the whole um, Joseph Code of Many Colors. Um, there's a song, Jacob, Jacob and Sons. Yeah, I'm not going to sing that one too. Anyways, so now he's going to go back. Um, he's been away for a long, long time, and he's going to go back, and he knows he's going to end up meeting Esau, and he's pretty sure Esau's going to kill him. And so he goes ahead of his wife and children and couple concubines or female servants um, and his 11 sons. And that brings us to this exact chapter and verse verses where Jacob wrestles with God. So that night, Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his 11 sons and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. After he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, It is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. The sun rose above him as he passed Peniel, and he was limping because of his hip. Therefore, to this day, the Israelites do not eat the tendon attached to the socket of the hip, because the socket of Jacob's hip was touched near the tendon. So I think this is really interesting because God comes down in the form of a man, but it's not, it's God. And it's just interesting because in order for Jacob to be able to truly wrestle God, he has to be in human form, right? And for the fact that Jacob could overpower this God, I mean, God, not this God, but 
God in this form clearly shows that God came so that it was like kind of like a fair fight, so to speak. And it's just interesting, though, because even though Jacob was winning, you know, one touch of the hip and it was over, right? So it just kind of goes to show you that God really does call the shots. But it kind of is sort of like a renewal of who Jacob is because Jacob has wrestled people all his life. He, you know, wrestled with his brother, so to speak, and he wrestled with his father-in-law because his father-in-law was promised him Rebecca to marry and tricked him and gave him his first daughter, Leah, and then made Jacob work for seven years so he could marry Rebecca. And so there's this constant sort of battle with men and with God, because at the end of the day, Jacob was sinful in tricking Isaac into the blessing of the firstborn and the birthright. And it's like, those are things that you just don't take back, back in the day. And so, like, all of this, he knows that what he did was wrong, even though his mother put him up to it. He could have, he could have said, no, this is not the right thing to do. And so, he's been wrestling with God. And Jacob turns out to be a godly man. And of course you would be because, you know, your grandpa is Abraham. So it, but it just goes to show like God has chosen these people and has revealed himself to these people. What seems like way more than he reveals himself to us, which is totally unfair to say about God because he has given us the full story. And yet these people just like sometimes don't get it. And as I say that, clearly we don't always get it either. And so are there times where you have wrestled with God? And if, it, if you have wrestled with a human person that you thought was actually God. That's going to be real interesting. I'd love to hear about it. Hippie Christian, who cares at gmail.com. Email me immediately if that has happened to you. But I'm talking about sort of mentally and spiritually wrestling with God. Have you had those moments? I can honestly say that I have wrestled with God in a spiritual way. When I got divorced, I wrestled with God. I couldn't imagine that love couldn't prevail. And it was really hard for me. I have wrestled with, I wrestled with God when 
a doctor said my son had a serious heart problem. He was 16 going on 17, playing basketball, and he was having some issues, and a racing heart was sort of part of it. And he did a stress test, and he, he didn't even do the stress test. He, get, he stood up, and the EKG showed some sort of thing, and he's like, yeah, like, he can't play basketball. He can't move quickly. He pretty much can't do anything until he gets the stress test. Long story short, it was pretty much a malfunction of the stress test because when he went to the University of Wisconsin-Madison Children's Hospital, the doctor was like, yeah, he's pretty much perfect. And that was just a mistake. Well, holy smokes, that was a few days of wrestling with God to think, oh my gosh, could this, could my child have this true, honest heart failure situation? I wrestled with God when my mom died because she was in hospice for three weeks. And what was originally probably predicted, you know, maybe a week, maybe less, and then every day after that, it was like, well, usually when it's this point, this happens. And they hospice nurses finally were like, yeah, we can tell you what's normal and what's typical, but your mom clearly is writing her own path of how she will exit this world. And let's be honest, it's the path that God um provides and he's the author of our life and our death and so but I was wrestling like why is it taking so long why would you make us sit here and wait and in hindsight I think there's a reason for all of it and I know I felt like the reason was somewhat revealed to me, and that was three weeks of being able to continually kiss her face and have her in my presence three more weeks. And for that, I am truly grateful. But I have, I have wrestled with God, and it's okay because I didn't lose my faith. I didn't not believe God. I did not, I didn't not believe in God and I didn't believe that God was bad or vengeful or awful or anything like that. I just was like, I don't get it. Talk to me, like, tell me stuff. And I think that's the cool part about God is God allows us to say, why is this happening? how come you're not answering my prayer in the way I think it should be answered? And there's so many things even in this world with war and school shootings and COVID and bullying in school and racial injustice and craziness, right? Just Sometimes you wonder if the world is just going to hell in a handbasket. 
But God is so much bigger than all of those things. And he gives us the ability to ask him for a wrestling match. The cool part about wrestling God for Jacob was that he does get a blessing. He gets to the point where it's like he's winning and then he's like, no, I am not letting you go until you bless me. And he says, what is your name? And he says, it's Jacob. And God says, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. And Jacob says to him, please tell me your name. And he doesn't. He says, why do you ask my name? And then he blesses him there. And even though in an effort to get out of the fight with Jacob or the wrestling match, he touches the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched. And, you know, right at the last minute, you know, he gets out of it that way. It's almost like he lets us come and wrestle him and sort of be, you know, pour it all out. And ultimately, God is the authority and God will win. But it is cool that he allows that to happen and he allows us to get it all out and to wrestle them to the point of feeling like we've gotten to say what we've wanted to say. We've had that match with him. If that makes any sense at all, I feel like I'm kind of crazy that way. But I, there is a former pastor whose name is Chad Bird. And in some previous podcasts, I think I've spoke of this book called Unveiling Mercy, probably about a year-ish ago. And it's cool because Chad Bird is an absolute authority on the Old Testament. He knows the Hebrew and the Greek words and the thing that he does such a great job of is being able to take those words and to not only make sense of what the meaning of that could possibly be, but also pointing it to Jesus himself. Cool part about when God blesses Jacob, he says, your, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. So in the book, Unveiling Mercy, Chad Bird writes that the word Sarah, it looks like Sarah, means striven or to contend. Um, and he has Sarad with both God and men and has overcome. And then he gets the new name, which in Hebrew is Yisrael. And Yisra is a, is a verbal form of Sarah. And El is God. So it is, it's like saying he has contended with God. 
And I like how Chad Bird puts it, that now Jacob is Israel, the God fighter. And it's, it is cool how that, how God allows us to come to him in those moments where we are distressed and did and did Jacob have the right to wrestle with God? No, because he was sinful and he had brought on a lot of this trouble himself. And yet God still allows that. He allows us to come to him guilty as charged and wrestle it all out with him. Like, because it's almost like sometimes we need to blame someone. And so we go right to God and are like, why am I in this situation? Why did you put me here? Why, why is this happening? I mean, that went all the way back to Adam and Eve. God says, where are you? And they're hiding. And Adam says, hey, the woman you put on this earth is the one who caused all this. Eve blames the devil, the snake, and Adam blames God for putting Eve on the face of the earth. So we're, we're constantly looking for to blame God, so to speak, to go to God and just wrestle with him with our struggles and our sinfulness and our problems. And it's okay to get that frustrated because God is so big. And when you think about, like, it's kind of weird that, like, God almost loses this fight. When the man saw, um, when the man, who is God, saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go for it's daybreak. And Jacob's like, no way, I'm not doing it unless you bless me. So God in this man form is losing the fight, right? And let me tell you, like Chad Bird has a really amazing connection there. Listen to the commercial and we'll wrap this up with this awesome connection from Chad Bird. And then we will finish it up. But wrestling with God, this is pretty cool, don't you think? So the book that I'm going to read from is called Unveiling Mercy by Chad Bird. He's got a great story and it's clear that he is like filled with the Holy Spirit because I believe that it is only through the power of the Holy Spirit that God can help you truly decipher and understand better what the Bible says and means. And, you know, you can be a like a, what is it, linguist? Somebody who studies the English language or languages. Um, but no matter how linguistical you are, you still need the Holy Spirit to really put it all together. And what I loved is this is what he concludes in the daily devotion for Israel, the God fighter. He says, 
Isn't it just like our Lord, however, to lose? Jacob's nocturnal battle with this God in human form is a preview of the entirety of Jesus's ministry. When he arrived in our darkened world, he faced a lifetime of fierce, deadly opposition. Humanity wrestled with him until finally he was pinned atop the cross. There he lost everything for us, that in him we might gain everything the Father wants to give us. Come on, how cool is that? And it's interesting because when I very first was looking at what the scripture readings were for this second week of Lent, I was like, ah, wrestling with God, you know, life is hard and we wrestle with God. And then I was like, but it's weird. Why would, why would God come down in man form and wrestle with a human and, and like, let him kind of win. And then it sounded like Jesus to me too. And that's when I remembered this book that I had purchased called Unveiling Mercy and this Chad Bird, who is so good at connecting the Jesus with the Old Testament. And I loved it. I was like, I'm going to go look and see what he said, because I somewhat remembered that he talked about this, because he goes through like the whole Old Testament in an entire year of devotions. And I'm like, this is so cool when the Old Testament connects to the New Testament and it brings everything full circle and it makes it so good and so right. I am so in love with a God who allows me to step onto the wrestling mat and challenge him to a wide variety of issues and concerns and confessions and all of the things that I wrestle with and then want to wrestle God with because I know he's in control and I think he can do better. Really? Can I possibly think God can do better than my thoughts? Not even close. I am guessing that my sister Susie has envisioned our brother Rob as we've talked about wrestling because my brother Rob was a really good wrestler. I believe he went to state and won one year and, you know, glory days, right? Exciting stuff. So here's what I think is really exciting, way more exciting than Rob's victory, right, Susie? Is that we are on a wrestling team and you know how in in wrestling like sometimes you wrestle with each other for practice I think they call it grapple um, well we get to be on God's team because Christ like Chad Bird said has already wrestled with humanity and won he has wrestled with the devil and won. He has wrestled with death and won. And he arose victorious and ascended into heaven so that we 
now will wrestle with death and win because we know Jesus. Super exciting. So not a whole lot of shout outs this week, but just know that when you are wrestling with God, look to the cross and know that Jesus Christ has overcome all of it. And therefore, it's a win-win. God wins and we win because he won for us. Hope to see you back next week for the third week of Lent, my friends. Thank you.